Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Spray On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at ServicePatriots.com slash the fan. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. This is the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about, and some you haven't. How'd you do that? I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, our ticker stop moved back to the top of the 8 a.m. hour because we want our fine friend who lives on a boat to get some sleep in the a.m., Feel rested and ready. Could be a massive day for him and people covering the National Football League. The Seahawks are currently looking for a head coach. Their last one just uh, kind of abruptly left. Not a retirement, not a firing, kind of a weird in-between. And our guest uh, wrote a really good piece on Pete Carroll and his lasting legacy with the Seahawks. Really good stories and anecdotes from former players of who Pete Carroll was and what he represented in his time in Seattle. And I'll never forget it because I was interning at uh, KJR up there the day it was announced he got hired, and we couldn't take enough phone calls of people that hated the hire because his NFL experience sucked and he was clearly bolting USC because of the infractions coming, and that turned out to be some really bad takes. Brady Henderson, our good friend up there in Seattle, ESPN on Twitter, at Brady Henderson. Uh, Brady, good morning. How has life been for you on the Seahawks coaching front? Are you up all day, every day, waiting for the news to break? Uh, well, good morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, it uh, it hasn't quite been that intense, but yeah, there has been a lot of uh, a lot of phone calls, a lot of studying up on these different candidates, a lot of uh, you know making phone calls to try to pick people's brains and pulling up YouTube videos of their weekly press conferences uh, with the teams that they were with last season. So it, it's been kind of fun. I mean, uh, it does mean, you know, you, you're the start of your off season has to wait a little bit, but you know, I haven't done this in uh, as long as I've been covering the Seahawks because Pete Carroll has been there the entire time. And so I uh, knew it was going to happen eventually, and I think it's it's been kind of fun to to go through it for the first time. I, I want to ask you what you think the better job is. I think this is an interesting one between D.C. and Seattle. A lot of people responding very quickly to Seattle. But before I get your take on that, were you surprised with how the whole Pete Carroll thing kind of ended? I, I, I said before you jumped on, like, he didn't retire but he wasn't fired. It, it to us, to me on the outside looking in, it kind of felt like a little bit of a nudge out the door, and 
he wasn't pushing back too much. It's like, oh, okay, and here he is. He's emotional at the podium. Were you caught off guard with the Pete Carroll decision? Well, let's just say I had a new story ready to go in anticipation of that happening. <laughs> so I, I, I was not I was not surprised, no. I mean, I did kind of think that once it got past, uh, I think, Tuesday, uh, I, I started to think that he might be safe just because a lot of times you see those those moves happen, you know, Monday and then Tuesday. Um, but the reality was that, you know, he goes through or he went through these end-of-season meetings with ownership. And, um, you know, I think he went into it knowing that he said this on the radio, knowing that uh, he was going to be challenged about, you know, what happened this season, just like he, he had been challenged by Jody Allen uh, every year that they've been doing those. And so um, was it surprising? No, just because of the way that the team, you know, got stagnant and they had that four game losing streak. And it just seems like they've been treading water for a few years now, you know, like they, they were right around 500 for the last three seasons. Um, you know, they only made the playoffs once. And that was by the way, in an expanded playoff format where, um, you know, if this was back in the old format where was it six teams make it, I mean, they wouldn't have even been in contention going into the final couple weeks of the season. And so it's, it's really just a team that had kind of lost its way. And I, I, I don't know this, but I think what happened uh, was just reading between the lines on what P- what Pete Carroll said. He made a comment on his last radio show after he was effectively fired. He was talking about how the back and forth with Jody Allen and talking about how he wanted to, to fix things. He wanted to, you know, he said something to the effect of go all the way with it and not uh, not just fix it halfway, but fix it all the way. And she wasn't on board with that. And, and my guess, again, this is just a guess, a theory is that, he wanted to blow up the coaching staff uh, and, and hire his own guys again. And, and she said something like, look, man, you, you, you've gotten enough opportunities to hire and fire coaches. You can't keep doing that. Uh, and I think that's maybe where one major point of disconnect was between them. But I mean, make no mistake, he did push hard to remain coach. And uh, it just, wasn't, it just you know, wasn't in the cards. But I do think that you know, the fact that they went into those meetings, the fact that it didn't happen until Wednesday, three days after the season finale, I think that suggests that ownership at least went into those meetings with, um, you know, an open mind about possibly moving forward with Carroll, but that obviously wasn't the outcome. Our guest is Brady Henderson of ESPN covering the Seattle Seahawks at large. We love having him on. Seahawks, one of two teams remaining in the NFL without a head coach as of right now, as we talk at 8.07 a.m. Again, as I've noted before, Probably going to have something happen at 9.07 a.m. today as soon as we get off the air, and Brady will be super busy. I Let me ask you that question then. What do you think looks like the better job right now, the commanders or the Seahawks? I, I think they're closer than a lot of people might think. And, and look, these, these are not the Dan Quinn uh, – sorry, Dan Snyder, Washington commanders. I mean, um, so much of why that was probably one of the least appealing jobs in the NFL – over the last you know couple of decades was because of the guy in charge, but th- there's a new owner there, uh, uh, Josh Harris, who is you know committing more money from what it sounds like to um, the players, and not just player salary, but you know different perks that make um, you know an organization appealing. You know, uh, player science and nutrition, all, all that kind of stuff. That's that's according to conversations I've had with with my counterpart uh, in Washington, John Kime. And so I think roster wise, the Seahawks. Um, probably have a slight edge there, but, you know, the commanders have what the second overall pick um, and the Seahawks, you know, they, they pick 16th. I think they don't have a second round pick because of the Leonard Williams trade. So 
Um, I would say they're pretty close. I don't know if one would be more appealing than the other straight up, but then, you, you know, what else comes into play is, look, where are some of these guys from? Ben Johnson is from South Carolina, not too far from D.C., um, and, uh, you know, Mike McDonald is an East Coast guy as well. So maybe that comes into it um, just in terms of the individual. But, you know, in at Lar as a whole, you know, which one of the teams is more appealing? I, I would probably give a slight edge to the Seahawks, but um, it's not it's not the landslide that some people might think it would be. What do you think they're looking for here? I, I think it's an interesting thing when you're, you know, it's not – I guess it's not really a rebuild, but in a way, it kind of is. You're 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 kind of bringing in a different culture, whether that culture is good or bad. I don't know. We don't know that yet. But you're kind of reintroducing new culture. You have staples of guys that are coming back, some studs on defense, some big playmakers on offense. What do you think that they're eyeing here? Because Carroll and his reputation and what he became as a coach, are they going opposite that in terms of philosophy? What do you think that they're eyeing in Seattle? Well, we heard from John Schneider in, in his first press conference as, you know, the top decision maker. So this was a week or so after they essentially fired Carroll. He, he said the one directive from ownership was to, uh, you know, quote, unquote, maintain their positive culture. Um, and so I, I don't necessarily think that means that they're looking for a Pete Carroll clone. And there's not, not too many of those uh, in existence. But I think they want somebody who is, you know, going to be upbeat and is going to, um, you know, kind of maintain that style of, you know, it's not the New England, it's not, you know, where you're, you know, using fear to fear and intimidation to try to get the best out of guys. It's that you're, you know, creating a fun atmosphere and you're letting guys be themselves. And so I kind of wonder if that's part of the reason why it didn't ever seem to really go anywhere with Mike Vrabel. That's not to say that Mike Vrabel is, you know, Bill Belichick part two, but he does come from, what is probably the, the, the culture that would be on the opposite end of the spectrum. The New England culture couldn't get any more different than what Seattle has had here under Carroll. And so um, I, I think the, the search really boils down to two central questions for me. Which one is that which of the candidates is going to give you the best scheme advantage, which is something the Seahawks have not had on either side of the ball in quite a while. But which, which one of the coaches is going to bring the scheme that is going to help you compete in that division with the brilliant offensive minds of Kyle Shanahan uh, and of Sean McVay. So whether that is, you know, trying to bring in an offensive scheme that's going to go toe to toe with those guys offensively or bring in a defensive scheme that is going to be able to stop it. So obviously the answers there are either uh, Ben Johnson or Mike McDonald. And the other question, and, and we shouldn't discount this because again, the director from ownership was to maintain the positive culture. So the other question to me is, which one of those guys is going to be the best, you know, leader of 53 men, the guy who's going to be able to stand up in front of that room and to get, you know, highly paid professional athletes to buy into what he's saying, uh, to listen to him, to want to play hard for him, to want to buy into the scheme and everything. And so I I don't know for a fact that Dan Quinn is that guy, but I know that he's the one guy that's done it. He's been a pretty successful head coach in the NFL was, you know, one late game collapse, one epic comeback away from winning the Super Bowl. I know that, you know, a lot of players who played for him during the Seahawks Super Bowl years absolutely love the guy uh, and would run through a wall for him. And a lot of them would be very happy to see him get the job. And so, um, and the fact that he has been in Seattle's culture and, you know, to some degree probably helped establish that culture. 
um, I could see him being, you know, a favorite of ownership. And so those are the two questions. Uh, that I think this decision is going to come down to. Your, your buddy Schefter, he uh, told Pat McAfee that Ben Johnson to Washington and Dan Quinn to Seattle, he bet a minimum one of those is not happening, and then he added maybe both of them not happening. The Dan Quinn one's fascinating. When we bring him up down here, and I don't know what you hear from Seahawk fan up there, uh, it's almost an immediate no thank you. And, and obviously ending the season the way Dallas's defense did against Green Bay in that playoff doesn't help. But he does have the tie. He's familiar with the culture. He would kind of slide in, probably do his own thing while still recognizing the impacts that Pete had. Um, but I kind of wonder, like, is he really in it? Like, he's been available for a couple weeks. If it was him, wouldn't they have hired him? If they were dead set on hiring him, yeah, they, they definitely would have done that uh, by now. And, you know, it sounds like they have been intent on waiting to, A, get a second interview with Ben Johnson and to also get a first interview with Mike McDonald. Now, they were not able to get that first one with McDonald uh, during the bye week, which meant that they had to wait until after Baltimore season was done. And from the sounds of it, they were willing to wait. Even if Baltimore had made it to the Super Bowl, it sounds like they were willing to have waited uh, all the way you know, for another two weeks to make wow. this hire, which, of course, means that you know, if, if you really like Dan Quinn or if you really like Ben Johnson – uh, not pulling the trigger on one of those guys, you know, that waiting until after the Super Bowl could have meant missing out on one of those guys. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I know, I know John Schneider said, you know, a big part of this search was just going to be the opportunity to pick guys' brains and to learn a lot uh, about them. But, you know, as much as I'm sure he'd be tempted to pick Mike McDonald's brain on what's made that Baltimore Ravens defense work, um, you know, he, he would he would only really be doing that if he seriously and really badly, uh, you know, seriously considered him like a prime candidate for the job. And so, um, yeah, the fact that they're willing to wait on him and they have waited on him, I think that's pretty telling. I mean, I think a decision is going to be made here within the next, you know, 24 or 36 hours. Um, but I, yeah, I think it's a good point that if they were so intent on hiring Dan Quinn, I mean, they would have done that by now and even waiting this long, it sounds like Dan Quinn is going to interview with Washington uh, at some point early this week if that had not happened already. And so, um, yeah, the fact that they've waited on Dan Quinn, uh, you know, it, it does seem like they have been willing to, you know, allow him to go to somewhere else instead. Uh, get you out of here on this one, Brady. A question that I'm sure you've had probably too too much. It's probably annoying for you because you have family and friends and you cover a professional NFL team, so I'm sure this has been texted to you and tweeted to you from, from people who read your stuff at ESPN.com. Uh, get you out of here on this. What is your gut prediction if somebody were to pick your brain and say, Brady, look at this roster. What makes sense for them post-Pete Carroll? You would say who? I think my answer uh, would have it would have depended on when you asked me that because my answer has kind of changed <laughs> a few times in the last few weeks. I went into it kind of thinking that Ben Johnson, uh, I had a gut feeling towards him, um, you know, just because I think if, if if all else is equal, I think you you give the tie to the offensive guy, just knowing how much more those are in demand in the yeah. NFL. Um, I but man, then it's hard. You watch what uh, that Ravens defense did in the second half against Patrick Mahomes and company. So I, I kind of get the gut feeling it's going to be one of those two guys. Um, and, you know, just the fact that they've waited so long for McDonald, I, I might give a slight edge to him 
but my guess is either him or Ben Johnson. All right, good stuff. Really good write-up, too, Brady, on Pete Carroll and what his culture and lasting legacy. Really good quotes from former players about Pete Carroll, who uh, that's it for him. He's done in Seattle a great run, and now they sit as they uh, patiently are waiting to get their coach. Maybe it's Mike McDonald. Maybe it's Ben Johnson. Uh, we'll keep an eye out. Brady says, uh, what, 24 to 48 hours. So we'll have to see on that one. Thanks so much for the time, Brady. We always appreciate it down here, and we'll catch up with you soon. Yeah, you got to Hey, one more nugget I'll yeah. share with you real quickly. Don't yeah. be surprised if one of those guys that they brought in for a second interview and didn't hire as the head coach, don't be surprised if one of those guys ends up in a coordinator role in Seattle. So I'll leave, leave you with that, and thank you for having me, Brady. Oh, okay, there we go. Wow, Brady Anderson with some great stuff there on the Seahawks coaching search. His gut says maybe Mike McDonald now. He says it's been back and forth. He leaned Ben Johnson. Uh, I'll go look at a, a list of the candidates with second interviews. Him saying that kind of makes me feel like, you know, the Pete Carroll. I had the story right ready. there from Brady. That was a great walk. That was a home run. It was a three-run home run for the win. Didn't feel like we would win there, and he just, bam, knocked it out of the park. He had his story ready for Pete Carroll, so he knew him saying that kind of makes me think he knows the tea leaves of what coordinator it could be. Uh, a little more on that as we go along. Again, 24 to 48 hours, and he leans a little Mike McDonald on that one. So good stuff from our friend Brady Henderson of ESPN in Seattle. The Mail Sack is next. Get those Mail Sack questions into the Vancouver Ford text line. YouTube comments will dive in next. Dirt and Sprague on the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, welcome back in. Just me having a, a slight mental breakdown no, during the break. No, that's Don't. not a mental breakdown. You're, I said a slight. You're fine. You think I'm fine, and then internally you see, like, the mouse and the gears, and you're like, what's going on up there? There's a lot. There's a lot going on behind the scenes. Swag's life is ever evolving. My life, I mean, God, now I have a, I might have a sick kid, so now it's like oh, I gotta wear, stay away oh, from her. That's the worst. Well, it's not like a flu; it's I a feel cold. For that. But I've been, but yeah, it's awful. Are your kids, uh, when you get sick, kids? Are they? Because it's always you never know. Some of them just sleep. They just, they just sleep. My youngest is the easiest human in the world, I think, to identify when she's not feeling well. Yeah, 
just everything about her is different. It's zapped. And I'm like, you don't feel good, do you? No, I'm not feeling great. And I'm like, I can tell. Yeah. Your energy's always at 100. You always got to smile. You like to laugh. You like to be active. When she's like laying low and quiet, oh, man, yeah. it's there's but, something. Uh, in terms of caring for them, because some, they just want to curl up next to you on the couch, and they're just content just being there, and you don't have to really. Others are just whiny and they need something every five minutes. Um, I'll give you a bit of a warm, lukewarm take. I'm the whiny one in my family. I have found that the three women and girls in my house, when they're sick, uh, they're a-okay. They can take care of themselves. They'll take the medicine. They don't complain. They just rest, sleep, and get... When I'm sick, I think I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm like Googling pneumonia, <laughs> symptoms of this, symptoms of that. I've yeah, just kind of lived with that where I think uh, men are usually worse when they're sick. It's like it's the end of the world, and women just tend to be like, oh. oh. See, no, if I'm really sick, like not just a cold where it's annoying and I can still function, but if I'm sick, if I, I'm just in bed. Sure, me too. I'm just in bed. But then when people ask how I'm doing, I'm like, oh, I need to go to a doctor. I think this is not a standard oh, no, goal. Just, I... I went to Express Care last year twice for the same thing because it wouldn't go away. And I'm like, I know I have RSV. Minimum, I have COVID. <laughs> and the guy comes back and he's like, standard flu. We've seen this. He usually says this to make me feel better, I think. I've seen this a lot this year. It's worse than normal. Like, okay. Or I'm just kind of a whiny little bitch. Yeah, I know Joey thinks that. Um, Swag, let's unload the mail sack. I don't think we have the time to get to all of them. I want to get back into what Brady said, too. That was interesting. That was unsolicited yeah. dropping a little nugget yep. of knowledge. Okay, we'll go rapid fire. Rapid fire. First question, what is the job? What do we think Dirt's son's profession will end up being? This is a good one. To play without Dirt is even better. My money is on Historian as he'll be growing up force-fed WW2 documentaries. Uh, working in sports communication is also probable. Failed semi-pro golfer, also a possible outcome. What is your best guess on old Theodore Teddy Milton Johnson's profession in his life in the year 2046? Wow. By the way, sounds so dumb to say that out loud. By the time 2050 hits, he'll be, what, it's 2024? Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. I don't want to think about that. 2049, he'll be 25 years old. 2050, 26, yeah. he'll be off the insurance in 2050. <laughs> Although the way we're going, it's probably going to be stripped back to, like, after 12, <laughs> you have to get your own health insurance and pay for it. <laughs> Work up. What will young Theodore Milton become? Teddy Milton, I mean, God, could be a just paving the way in whatever industries. He, if he's in a historian role as a teacher, my name there, Mr. Milton, music producer, maybe music producer. Yeah, Dirt is really into music. Yes, and he loves. He's not so much into current rap or the last fifteen nah, years of rap. School. He likes more 90s. You know the James Taylor lullabies are going like crazy right now. Well, I texted him that. He was like, when do these sleep? I said, just play a little James Taylor in the yeah. background. Sometimes the music does. sweet baby James. Yeah. There you go. little sweet baby James. So are you going to go musician? 
Uh, music producer. Music producer. Didn't want to go to musician there, huh? No. I could see him riffing. Eh, possibly. His, his dad sitting there jealous that he never learned how to play guitar. Exactly. As little Milton there is learning. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go... History teacher's a hard one not to pick, given his history, the way he was raised, and how he's going to raise there his kid. There is uh, that education yes, uh, big background. blood in the uh, in the family. Massive background in yep. that one. Uh, we got a nail, another mail sack question here. Let me uh, scroll to it. I tried to write these down. How old were your kids? This one's an interesting one. How old were your kids, or in your case, kid, when they stopped walking around the house naked? This person is saying, my six-year-old sometimes strips down mm. and uh, is rolling around on the ground sometimes like a like a dog. Uh, somewhere in that six, seven, eight-year-old range. Yeah. I have a seven-year-old. She'll turn eight this year. She'll still have moments where I'll go in there, and she's just playing Barbies, jamming out, listening to Disney tunes, and she's pantless. And I go, where are your pants? She's like, eh, it's hot. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. There I, you go. This wasn't me. I I no. always had shorts on had of some sort. On. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't. I don't think my wife was raised to be naked, so you know, good for her. That's her individuality. There you go. I would I would agree with that. I think. Hopefully, we curb that as she gets older. But. It, well, <laughs> you can imagine my panic. <laughs> You're gonna be eight. Stop being naked. That's just a general rule of life. After eight, stop being naked. Um, I think six, seven, eight. Six seems still too young. Seven, eight. When it gets to nine, yeah. I think it starts to feel uncomfortable. Like, uh, we're still doing the nude thing, no. huh? Yeah, no. Uh, mail sack question. Uh, let me get to this one. Give me just a second. Uh, movie you get most frustrated when you quote and somebody doesn't get the reference this. This is a great question because I've had this experience three times. Caddyshack. Okay, what's the reference? What do you oh, say? Oh, a specific reference? You say a oh. line and somebody either doesn't finish it or they have no you say it and nobody knows what you're talking about. Oh. Well, I mean, just about anything from Caddyshack. It's one of the most quotable movies, especially in the sports world. And you find that people don't get the reference. Uh, they're starting to, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. When you said they're starting to, are you talking about like the Schultzes and the Ortners of yeah, the world that are a little younger? And- yeah. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've seen Caddyshack twice. You could probably say a line in the movie, and I it would fly over my head. And then you say it, and I go, oh, that's right. I've seen Caddyshack. Not Caddyshack 2. That's No. That didn't exist. That does not exist. Mine's pretty simple. I've uh, introduced this to my wife during my vacation at the end of last year, and I've been doing this for years. Some days I'll do like a check-in out loud with people, and I will just say, looking good, Billy Ray. Feeling good, Lewis. Thank you. I'm really glad you nailed that one because my wife was like, what? Why did you call me Billy Ray? And I went, I watch Trading Places every New Year's Eve. <laughs> it's my staple. It's a New Year's Eve movie. The The movie ends on the train in New Year's as they go to screw the Mortimer brothers. The uh, Yep. And I just, I've always loved that line at the very end of the movie where they're on the beach and the yacht and... Looking good, Billy Ray. Feeling good, Lewis. Oh, it's a it's an all time staple of an ender. Uh, so that's that's an easy one for me. And then somebody else asking, uh, what what would you say right now is your deepest fear? Ooh, deepest fear. 
I don't know. I mean, the most the most one I get still a visceral reaction to, like immediate, is needles. Needles still, huh? Oh, uh, yeah. I don't like needles either, but I turn around. I can't. I just turn yeah. and don't look. I can't. If I look at it, I might pass out. I'm the bad with blood. Deepest fear. And just the idea of that thing, it just goes in. Yeah. I heard Calvin Johnson say this two weeks ago, last week. He said he had an eight-inch needle oh. injected into his knee. And I just was like doing the math in my brain of, is there yeah. is there even eight inches of yeah. depth? He must have been having something drained. Yes, he was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but he said he, he thought he could do it, and then he looked at it, and he just, like, he was, he passed almost passed out. out. at yeah. that point. He yeah. almost passed out, yeah. yeah. And I would, too. I, I can't handle that. I, I don't do that. But as far as deepest... You, you, snakes. Snakes. I'm Indiana Jones. Oh. I'm snakes. You get a snake near me, a little snake, a big snake, medium snake, uh, giant snake. I I, I don't like to, to be startled. It. Like, you come across one, you, you have a little... But I, once I figure out it's a snake, I'm like... Okay, let's just be a little cautious here. Let's not start on the thing, and life goes on. Mostly, they just don't want to be bothered. They're just trying to stay warm on a flat rock. Yeah, cool. How do they move? It doesn't make sense to <laughs> my brain. That's what weirds me out. It's the movement. It's the slithering. I just, oh, I cannot do it. I'm out. I want nothing to do with them. Burn them all. I don't know what they do. Yeah, they kill rabbits. Cool. I think we'll figure out population control a different way. I want nothing to do with snakes. I'm all the way out on snakes. Uh, all right. We went a little over there. I know we need to get all the mail. There's a couple mail sack questions lingering. Again, we'll get to them as much as we can. Brady Anderson teasing something to think about. We'll get to that next on The Fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Our former intern, Peter, you remember him? Tall? I think so. He uh, had a lot of interns in my days. I they, know. They tend to all kind of meld together. I know. Uh, he he runs the Digital Dam account. Okay. Have you seen that account, that Oregon State-based account? No. God, you are. You're very unplugged. I'm like, sometimes I'm mad by it, and sometimes I'm jealous of it, which is why I have therapy every Tuesday. Um <laughs> He's got great screenshots of the show when he's able to tune in, and he found one of me when something in our system crashed or wasn't working. (laughs) 
and it's just me rubbing my eyes like, oh, this is such a hellscape. Oh, help me out here, please. I love when he sends those to us. Um, if you missed our interview with Brady Henderson and you're a Seahawks fan or you're just kind of general, generally yeah. interested in the NFL, I would highly advise checking it out at the uh, Service Patriots yes. podcast section. I will get that up right after the show. It'll be up there. We don't like to podcast during the show. It kind of, well, I mean, I know it does happen, but it also incentivizes you to stop listening live. Um, he dropped a little nugget at the end, unsolicited. I was yeah, saying goodbye and thank you. Off. And he dropped a "Don't be surprised if somebody they interviewed twice comes back around as a coordinator." So I went and looked this up out of curiosity, like who could he be talking about here? I don't follow every single announcement of an interview, even though teams are like announcing we've completed our second interview with so and so. Patrick Graham. Giants offensive coordinator, or no, uh, Raiders, excuse me, defensive coordinator. Mike Kafka, Giants offensive mm. coordinator. So the Dayball tree. Yes. Do you like the Dayball tree? I don't hate the Dayball tree. That's a good way of putting it. I think I'm in that same camp. Uh, obviously, Raheem Morris got a he got job. Hired. Dan Quinn, I would not imagine, unless he's tired with the Jera business. I could see him being worn out on that. And, you know, he's in an interesting spot, old Dan Quinn, because he kind of has that old vibe. So it's like, how long is that going to go? Well, and you heard uh, you heard Brady mention how, he's 53, by the how way, important uh, ownership management said they want to keep, though, even though they've they replaced they it. Replaced they replaced They want the Pete to move on. They right. want him to keep that culture, that environment in there. And Dan Quinn was here for some of that. Uh, Quinn, for whatever it matters, and none of this, I guess, does ultimately, Quinn was spotted at the Senior Bowl rocking Dallas gear. So for now, still seems pretty yeah. committed. Uh, and just look. Oh, I shouldn't have clicked this. I just clicked <laughs> off of it. Damn it, the internet. <laughs> so there's, there's a couple names right there. The defensive coordinator from Carolina. I forget how to say his first name, Evero. Okay. That's another name to monitor. Carolina wasn't good, but their defense actually was surprisingly better than people thought they would be. Yeah. That's a name to kind of monitor. So Brady kind of dropping some nuggets there that whoever they hire, they might also bring back in those second round of interview guys that also some of these guys know they're not getting jobs. But this is amazing opportunity to yeah, practice. Yeah, you go through the interview process yes. to just, you know, more people in the league, get to know you a little bit, find right. out what makes you tick. I think the hardest thing sometimes is to understand if if you're a coordinator or something, how much influence does a particular head coach have over what they want you to do versus how much autonomy and freedom do you have to implement what you want? Do you feel like if I gave you 24 straight hours, you wake up whenever you want, you have no work today. There's no responsibility. Do you think you could put together a surprisingly better presentation of why you should be a head coach of an NFL team? I know it's kind of ridiculous, but I'm also wondering, is it hard to prepare for these interviews? If I asked you a question about team building, I feel like you could give me an answer that would make me feel good. Oh, I could I could come up with something, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, where you walk out yeah. and they go, boy... His resume's blank, but that was actually surprisingly better than I thought it would be. But uh, the ability to... You're obviously not getting the job because your resume convince, sucks. Convince, you know, 65 grown 
men professional athletes to buy into your system. Well, they're not in the interview process, so it's like six adults who don't really. Well, but that's what you have to. I mean, that as can uh, you impress Jody Allen at all? Because you have ten minutes of like Jody Allen going. I have no idea. Really, but I think that's more about I. I have no idea what makes her tick. Put an earpiece in your ear and wear some sunglasses. (laughs) You might be able to do it for. Uh, Let's uh, keep an eye on that. Seahawks could make that announcement really soon. Brady said twenty-four to forty-eight hours. Coming up next, he's here. He's ready. Unknown to mankind. How do we feel about it? Next on The Fan. I'm going to put a poll question up, Swigard, at the end of the show, right at the top of the hour at 9 a.m. Okay. And I'm going to do it because I want to use it for tomorrow's show. Tomorrow's show is massive. Yeah. Uh, and you might be saying, really? Non-Super Bowl week? What could possibly be massive? Damian Lillard is back, Biggest baby. Biggest Blazer game of the season. He's here. Yep. Probably already at home. Hanging out in the crib. He's in Milwaukee this year. He makes his return to Portland tomorrow. Hitting the wine cellar. We have a full show on that. I want to bring back some Adio that has uh, maybe aged poorly or great, depending on your perspective of it. Um, Thank you to everybody that hopped on on YouTube today. It's always nice. The Vancouver Ford text line as well, 503-864-6326. Jim Harbaugh, hired by the Chargers. And uh, he made his official debut with their video team. They did a quick little, hey, Jim, why don't you say something? We'll record it and splice it up. Here is that one-minute video. Harbaugh looks good, by the way. Appreciate it. Yeah. The Chargers land Jim Harbaugh. I know the universe is big. The football universe is big. Champions of college football 2023. It's really not that big. Touchdown, Chargers! Every job I've taken and every step of the way in coaching, there's a connection there for me. I love it! I see you, baby! Come on! Coming back to the Chargers. The sincerity. It was there. It felt like, it just felt like home when I came here. Pass. It's going to be a team. Think of a family. There's going to be igniters. There's going to be leaders by example. That's mostly what I do. We're going to attack them. That enthusiasm unknown to mankind. We laid all the line. Oh, my goodness. For us. And this is where I want to be. Nowhere else. Let's go. Come on. Who's got it better than us? Nobody. You got your ball cap now. You got you to get that ball cap like, like a baseball player. You got to get what a weirdo. <laughs> I love that they highlight that he had he cared so much about the ball cap, like as if that was as important as anything hey, else. He leaves no detail un, unattended. There's nowhere he'd rather be. But bury me, I'm a Michigan man. Well, I love that. College. Yeah, Gross. sure. Yeah. He did say that there there just isn't anything that matches the Lombardi. And I think he's so right. Nobody cares about that giant lipstick they yes. call the national championship trophy. No. Uh college is great. We love college here, certainly. I still think in Michigan it's more important to beat Ohio State than it is to win a national championship. It's pretty insane to say that out loud, and I don't think you're wrong. Uh, but he was able to do both this year, and exactly. so he goes out on the the most top way you can. Dirt z- we do zig and zag tomorrow. Dirt. He's oh, zigged I get to on zig this. And zag. Yeah, you get to zig and zag. Dirt thinks he's winning a title in the next four years. Is this, is this match going to work? Is Harbaugh going to be the same as he was as a Niner? And is this Herbert personality type with Harbaugh's personality type? Is that not matter at all to you, or um, is it something you're kind of wondering? I think they both. 
In terms of personality, yeah, there's a little oil and water, but I think when it gets to football and they will both nerd and geek out over football and find commonality there, yeah, and I think that piece of it is going to work great. I think you can make a real claim. I know he was a Charger. Uh, what was he? I was a Bear and a Colt, right? I think yeah. there's other stops. I know he was a Charger, and everything he's selling is like, hey, you know, I look at my stops along the way and what they've meant to me when I'm there. Is he a charger if Herbert's not there? Right. Herbert's a bear. He's probably be doing the same stuff, but with Chicago, right? I, that had a huge, that was a huge piece of it. No That's question. what I, I think so too. And I know the charger tie makes sense. They're not in San Diego yeah. though. So he, the he biggest, really should be advocating for them to move back. Even though yeah, they should. <clears throat> um, I think the biggest piece is when they, it looks like they're trying to get the personnel guy from the Ravens. They got him. He's the GM. Yeah. Oh, is that done now? Is it is it Moritz or is Horitz. it Horwitz? Yeah. Horitz. H-O-R-I-T-Z. He certainly supports his brother, his brother, vice versa. Well, they have. I'm sure they've talked at some point. That's what I'm saying. I, I bet some of that AFC title game appearance was also, hey, let's nail this down, though, yeah. too, you know? Exactly. So how quickly can they turn over the bloated contracts on the defensive side of the ball and replace that with right. similar level of talent. That will be the determining factor of how quickly they start looking and, and feeling like a team that contend. He didn't beat Ohio State in the beginning, but man, he certainly turned around Michigan pretty quickly. He was winning 10 games and it was never enough. And San Francisco went from a joke to the NFC title game the next year. So yeah, his so pedigree suggests he wins quickly. I think he's going to be given a long leash. So as long as they don't implode or there's something weird and crazy that happens, he won't he won't be on the hot seat like two years into it if they're still. Oh eight, yeah, nine. no, he's got time. So, he's uh, got time. but how quickly they can turn over the defensive side of the roster will determine how quickly we start saying, oh, they should be AFC title contenders. Our thanks to the mail sack questions and Brady Henderson as a guest. That's going to do it for our Tuesday. Tomorrow, Damian Lillard makes his return. I'm going to put a poll question up at Dirt and Spray. I will have a statter story. We'll have statter Damian story. Damian Lillard related. Great. And the poll question will be, you can vote at Dirt and Sprague, did the Blazers make the right decision trading him or should they have built around him? How you feel about that? Uh, this far into the year. That's going to do it for us. We'll talk to you guys bright and early tomorrow morning, a hump day edition. Dirt and Sprague on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Van. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.